0: Good evening and welcome to this uh, edition of On Point with Karthike. And today, uh, we are going to talk about political consultants and uh, their effect on party dynamics, how political parties as institutions have changed. Uh, I'm uh, very glad that uh, uh, I'm joined by uh, Professor Poet Ashwani Kumar of Tata Institute of Social Sciences with me, who has spoken and written on this matter in great detail. Then I'm also joined by uh, my friend Rahul Bama, who's a visiting professor at Asoka University and uh, who regularly writes and is uh, you know, part of broadcasting industry when it comes to elections. And I'm also joined by my colleague, uh, Anurag Dhanda. For one specific reason, Anurag had worked in uh, organizations which, where I had, for example, TV Today Network, but he has become an AAP volunteer. Uh, And he took this decision. So Anurag comes in, in context of specifically uh, what is making up different. And subsequently, I'll be joined by my another colleague, Adesh Rawal, who is a journalist, specializes in Congress. So thank you, all of you. Thank you so much. And to put this debate in perspective, there are a couple of things uh, which we will talk about. Uh, What is the big issue and why political parties have become dependent on political consultants. What has changed in the Indian political system? That parties are failing to negotiate elections. Uh, Deinstitutionalization, erosion of identity is happening at regional level. Uh, Some national parties have also undergone this. But AAP and Bharatiya Janta Party, on the other hand, uh, are getting strongly rooted in ideology. So why is this happening? Are they an exception? Or they are the other end of the spectrum? Then we are also going to talk about... uh, Have political consultants become real players uh, rather than being support actors? And I would like to recall that in 50s and 60s, majority of tickets uh, would go to upper caste candidates and the strongmen were OBCs. And by 70s, uh, OBC leaders in rural areas decided to uh, contest elections and they they came on on their own, they became leaders. And then there was a third aspect, which was very, very, which is very, very specific to UP and Bihar, uh, when suddenly people with criminal backgrounds uh, started contesting elections and then election laws were not strong. And people would say, So our political consultants, the real and the shift of balance is nothing but a process in you know at large whereby those who are making governments uh, they want to contest elections they want to make political parties or take political parties or take them over so starting with uh, professor kumar sir why has this change happened and in context Though I wouldn't say it's a representative one, but it it is an illustrative one because a lot of people are aware of it in context of Prashant Kishore, where he wanted to be part of a party, in a way taking over the Congress party parts of it. Uh, What does it represent?
1: Um, You're asking me, Yes. uh, Yes. Yeah, Thank thank you very much. I'm very glad that I'm with Rahul. Uh, Together we make a combo, I guess. So, uh, you know, Uh, uh, So Delighted, I I guess, you know, it's far more complex, you know, so I would not be starting out with giving a simplistic answer that the rise of consultant means, uh, you know, the Indian political party system or the, uh, you know, or the way the parties have been organized nationally and regionally have become, you know, dysfunctional or redundant. I would not say that, but I would look at, you know, uh, in a more historical and perhaps you know, in more complex way that certainly indeed, I mean, like every party today uh, is looking for a consultant or poll strategist, you know. I, I'm sure that Rahul will tell you more about the industry that he represents. I would not say industry, I think kind of research he does uh, uh, as a cephalogist. So in fact, uh, in the piece I made a distinction between sophologist, uh, researcher, and the people who are representing or come to represent uh, what I estimate, you know, informally, million-dollar or maybe multi, multi-million-dollar industry of pol- pol- polling in the country. Coming back here, you know, Karthik, my sense is here what uh, James Harding, you know, if you have read James Harding, I'm sure that my journalist uh, colleagues have read James Harding's uh, uh, book, you know, called Alpha Alpha Dogs, you know. Certainly, India, you know, is being Americanized, you know. That's my sense, you know. and uh, and there is a shift, you know. The shift is from the way the cadres would manage, or the grassroots workers will manage uh, political parties uh, and organize elections or contribute to elections. You know, there is certainly what they call professionalization, which I consider uh, a good thing or positive thing that's happening. On the other hand, you know, a new breed of startup uh, culture driven or entrepreneurs, you know, they're all entrepreneurs, you know. I mean, like apps, full strategy coming from IIT background, Patak, if I'm right, Sandeep Patak, and I have a app colleague here who would tell more about how they roped in Sandeep, you know, from the campus, but he's not part of that multi-million industry, you know. On the other hand, I have mentioned how uh, there is a multi-million industry, uh, you know, run by these consultants, you know, and these consultants are coming from a corporate style, you know, depoliticized, you know, as a political scientist. So my sense is here, I mean, that that is where I'm referring to things, you know, Jackal and Hyde metaphor, and also using Jing our Berlin's idea of, you know, Fox and Hedgehog, which particularly applies to Prasant Kisor to decode his personality, his political philosophy and reason, the kind of work he does and why he fascinates and why he has so many critiques, you know. So to conclude here, I would tell you, there are two things I would like to highlight to my colleagues here. A, this novelty, what is called poll strategy and a whole, you know, poll industry that's emerging in the India is unstoppable. This will continue. This will continue. And what I refer to, you know, fourth electoral system that has come to identify with, you know, BJP dominant system, as BJP has become a system defining party. There's no dispute about it, and particularly BJP, and especially the personality of the prime minister. I've written about it, and I called him prime minister, uh, you know, presidential uh, system, because he's always in permanent election mode, you know. And I'm sure that my younger colleagues will reflect on how Indian electoral scene has become so much dominated by personalities and, you know, acquired a character of permanent campaigning, you know. Both in the digital space and the non-digital space, you know, so that's very important to consider this rise of new alpha dogs here, you know, and the Wall Street kind of, you know, consultants coming and look at, you know, uh, Sanjay Kogul, if I am right, uh, he comes from a McKenzie background, so they are not from political party background, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, and I refer to that party back, you know, room boys, you know, I have met many of them, I do, you know, connect to them you know, the back boys, you know, backroom boys, you know, or the war room boys, you know. Where are the war room boys, you know, politicos? And you can see the emergence of a new set of people from IIT, you know, and, and the campuses recruiting, you know, they are recruiting students from campuses, you know, rather in a very depoliticized manner. So that's the one sense. Two, as a political scientist, I'm looking at, you know, in terms of the perverse consequences for participatory democracy. And third, which I'm looking at, you know, far more... Why did, you,
0: say, why did you use the word perverse consequences for parliamentary democracy?
1: It, it is because, see, the parliamentary democracy, as a political scientist I'm referring to and I refer to, is based on participatory, you know. I'm looking at, you know, democracy more in the participatory sense and representative sense. So there are two uh, major perverse consequences I can see by the dominance of these alpha dogs. you know, metaphorically and pejoratively because they are also professionalizing and giving a sense that, you know, many of them I'm told that they are very good in terms of logistic manager, you know. But look at, you know, participatory sense, you know, poor and look at, you know, the Indian party system is highly unequal, you know. There are multiple entry barriers and my colleagues have been writing here and also abroad, you know, how dynastic political party system, personistic political system, many regional parties or, you know, private companies, you know. So that's the problem, you know, these are the barriers, you know. So if these alpha docs come into the play and these political consultants, you know, acquire larger than life and start dominating the party organization, that's the worst that would happen, you know. So the participatory links will be broken. And two, the perverse consequences will be seen the idea of representative democracy. Who will represent them? How the representation will take place, you know and and that that will lead to a larger you know legitimacy crisis in the country and in the democratic country so i think we need to look at you know on the one hand professionalization by these iit trends and you know and these startup culture driven entrepreneurs are doing it fine that's okay so party needs them but for a limited purpose you know and the worry that i have you know finally is the de idealization you know, de-ideological, you know, my, 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 I think the great Daniel Bell referred to end of ideology. Will it refer to end of ideology? Or what political scientists call post-ideological democracy, you know. So if you look at the larger forces, you know, at play, I think, you know, Prasant Kisore and others are simply symptoms of the larger you know, pathological crisis. We can say in the political system.
0: Uh, yes, but professor, that can be uh, contested because if we talk about post-ideological democracy or de-idealization, uh, BJP and Aam Madhya Party are the different spectrum. I'll come come to this topic again. But uh, pulling in Rahul, uh, do you do you feel that the political parties have lost the negotiating skills when it comes to elections, and why has that happened? Because then there's a third aspect to it, uh, which is, I don't think BJP and aamadmi party have lost that skill. Some parties have lost that skill. But some parties retain it. Why why some parties are losing the skill to organize elections?
2: Rahul. Uh, Thank you, Kartike. You yourself answered the question, right? Uh, Kartike, some parties are able to negotiate and some parties are not able to negotiate in the long historical plane in any market. Forget political market, but in any market, some players will rise and other players will go down, right? So uh, in in that sense, we can't uh, make a statement whether parties are not able to negotiate the election space. uh, The very reason why there are organizations uh, 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 which can separate themselves from civil society or NGO, the only difference, not the only, but the biggest difference between Uh, political parties and civil society organization is uh, their desire to capture state power and they contest in elections and civil society organizations don't uh, do that. But let me sort of like join some dots with what Professor Kumar said and uh, open up the conversation on what's happening in in, in Indian politics. So first, I think the broad topic is there is a professionalization of politics happening and uh, these political consultants are now becoming new actors in the game. Uh, is this a new phenomena or uh, is, has this reached, uh, reached at a stage where we are looking at a different beast altogether? I don't think so. Uh, consultants have always been part of political system. Power brokers have been there since time immemorial. Someone will become the king and the queen and there would be some actors who will be doing all the management to make some people king. So this has been there for a long time. Even in Indian politics, you always had actors at local level, jinka kam tha, banana or hawa banana, right? Now what's happening in last 20 years is that you are seeing a very, like there are certain character traits you can associate with these consultants. So as uh, sir pointed out, uh, these are basically coming, uh, these are uh, young people coming from uh, top uh, elite schools of the country. There are three or four factors which is leading to this kind of professionalization. First one, uh, and, and, and in broader sense, you can you know relate it to Americanization of politics. And if anyone has watched uh, West Wing, uh, uh, the serial. Uh, which is yeah,
0: can American you just explain, uh, Rahul? Uh, can you just explain it to our listeners? What is Americanization of politics?
2: Oh, yeah, is yeah, this it so for the presidential system, yeah. or there are some key elements to when we use the word Americanization? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I'm coming to that. So, so if you watch the West Wing, which which was basic, West Wing is a portion of White House where the presidential staff actually, sits the main key campaign people and people who basically help. Run the presidency, they said. Right, that. So uh, the whole uh, 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 sort of like six, six season or seven season is based on what these actors are doing. There are three, four key aspects which is leading to professionalization of politics, and where you can relate to what is also referring to Americanization of politics. So first one is basically uh, in some ways Indian elections are becoming more presidentialized or leader centric. So it's not just about One leader dominating the election that was also there in 50s and 60s when you have Prime Minister Nehru or Indra Gandhi and then in 90s uh, 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 Vajpayee. So campaigns and slogans were focused on them. But what's happening now that there is a nationally coordinated campaign. It runs or centers on one message. So that's the first big change which is happening at at a greater pace. And this is aided by basically influx of technology, digital space, TV medium, and also availability of lots of data which, be, which can be crunched in a very real time. And so to crunch that kind of information, you needed specialists, right? So with that, the third thing which is happening, and so in the 2000s, what starts happening, you see two trends. One is basically uh, young people who were studying abroad, but were mainly part of these political families they came back from Wharton, from Princeton, from uh, Yale and other places. And they saw that, you know, professional campaign managers did a lot of thing in American politics or UK politics. And so they wanted to emulate the same model in the uh, in India. So you started seeing these basically localized campaign managers taking uh, 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 part. And the second trend, what you saw in what uh, Professor Kumar also uh, referred as entrepreneurial uh, uh, sort of uh, 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 aspiration, which is most of these graduates are coming from like in the IITs and IIMs were from middle class. Middle class was in some ways exiting from politics. And so uh, in, in normal electoral participative part, politics, this basically professionalization of politics becomes another route for them to remain engaged with politics. So now what they are doing by entering through these mediums, they are trying to shape uh, 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 party politics of party system, right? And so these are basically the key features why you are seeing increasing professionalization of politics. Now let's come to the other point, which is uh, have parties become weak or have parties become deinstitutionalized? In the Indian case, that is true. But parties becoming weak uh, is also true for other uh, uh, countries uh, and and there is basically erosion of interest in in electoral parliamentary democracy across the globe so india is not unique in that case what we are doing is basically following the model in some ways at least in terms of professionalization of politics which was developed in in in, in the west the question and i'll end it here and then get others to, uh, uh, to also i want to listen to them is The question for us is, so in US, if you interview campaign managers and political consultants, 85 to 90% of them will swear by their party. There are Democratic consultants and there are Republican consultants. So are we going to see uh, basically uh, that political parties going forward will develop internal uh, uh, mechanisms where, uh, you know, BJP has already done that with Association of Brilliant Minds. Congress was trying to, Co opt uh, uh, Prashant Kishore. So, going forward, are we going to see uh, 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 this internal development of political consultants within the party uh, structure and party hierarchy? Or a large portion of consultants will remain wheelers and dealers and they will cross party lines? So, that's the question for us to think, and I, I can come back to other points later
0: to my listeners, that Anurag and I had worked together on field. Uh, he subsequently he covered Congress party, various other political parties in opposition, and he became a volunteer recently. And he was a pretty well-settled journalist. Uh, Anurag, what i you is that, Professor Kumar Rahul the word which they used was, do you ideologically, of the party post ideological democracy and ideology receding congress cover karte karte aap party ka hissa ban ideology ke mamle see
3: kartike ka kyunki maine aapne bataya tino jo mainstream parties mujhe lagta hai ideologically india initial days bjp आम आदमी पार्टी कवर की और पिछले काफी सालों से मैंने कांग्रेस कवर किया तो अंदर और बाहर से सब सिस्टम को देखने का मौका मिलता है पत्रकार के तौर पर आपको और आप चीजों को नजदीक से समझ पाते हैं उसके बाद मुझे जो आइडियोलॉजिकली जो जगह बेटर लगी मैं आज वहां पर हूं आम आदमी पार्टी का वॉलंटियर हूं मैं जो इस पूरी चर्चा को समझ पाया हूं मुझे लगता है कि ये ये जो political debate डिबेट चल रहा है इसमें एक महत्वपूर्ण बात जो हमको समझनी चाहिए कि पॉलिटिक्स इज ऑल अबाउट मैसेज एंड मैसेंजर जो राजनीति है वो सिर्फ इन दो वर्ड्स के इर्द-गिर्द घूमती है अगर आप अगर किसी पॉलिटिकल पार्टी के पास एक स्ट्रॉंग मैसेज है और एक स्ट्रांग मैसेंजर है तो अपनी बात को कन्वे कर पाते हैं बोटर तक और उनको अपनी बात iska matlab Yato to jo message hai jo ideology hai ya to wo weak ho gayi hai jo messenger us ideology ko voter tak pahunchane wala jo vyaktitva wo weak ho in dono Chizo message Jabape jab ko miss kar dete hain jab jab ek kadi toot to aapko in political consultant ki zarurat padti they work as a catalyst to fill that gap जहां पर भी आपका या तो मैसेज वीक है उस मैसेज को स्ट्रांग बनाने की कोशिश करते हैं पॉलिटिकल कंसलटेंट या फिर आपका अगर मैसेंजर वीक है तो लोगों तक उस मैसेज को पहुंचाने के लिए इनका इस्तेमाल किया जाता है मुझे लगता है कि जैसा आपने कहा भी कि आज के दिन में अगर पॉलिटिकल आइडियोलॉजी के तौर पर देखें तो जहां मैं आज हूं आम आदमी पार्टी में हमारा विजन क्लियर है हम एक मिशन पर हैं और ek uh, ideology uh jabek mission per hoti hai ek ideology ka matlab hi yahi set of thoughts jo kuch karne activate kar sake jo aapko ye kahe karni hai jiske bare soch round. to wo ajke then me Amabi aam party ke vision clear hai hamare message bahut clear hai karna kya messages ki hum karna kya chahte power mein aate hain to power ke zariye karna kya to, to hamara so, message is that we want to bilkul clear hai ki बेसिक lifestyle सब लोगों का सेटल करना चाहते हैं कि एक बार इंसान बस जाए और बसने के बाद जिसके पास जितनी कैपेबिलिटी है वो उसी उसी हिसाब से अपनी तरक्की कर पाए आप uh, कई बार कांग्रेस में
0: एक एक यहां रोक के पूछना चाहूंगा आपसे क्योंकि वो शब्द था ना पोस्ट इजिओलॉजिकल डेमोक्रेसी जिस, इस वक्त आम आदमी पार्टियों बीजेपी की बीच हो गई है चाहे वेलफेयरिज्म हो चाहे वो हिंदुत्व का सर्कल हो सॉफ्ट हिंदुत्वा हार्ड हिंदुत्वा ग्राउंड हिंदुत्वा या नेशनलिज्म हो तो मैं ये आपसे पूछना चाह रहा हूँ कि ये जो आम ये जो आम आदमी पार्टी का जो खूटा इन तीन चीजों में गया ह
3: नहीं देखिए मैं वही चीज बताने की कोशिश कर रहा था कार्तिकेय कि आपकी जो आइडियोलॉजी है वो आपको एक मिशन पर रखे हुए है या नहीं उससे उस पर उस डिपेंड करता है कि आप कितने हार्डवर्क mission, कर रहे हैं या कितना दिल से काम कर रहे हैं तो हमारे पास तो मिशन है हम एक मिशन मोड में हैं और आम आदमी पार्टी का एक-एक कार्यकर्ता मैं अंदर आने के अनुभव के बाद भी बता सकता हूं और बाहर रहते हुए भी मैंने जितना कवर किया एक मिशन मोड में है कि हमको बेसिक फैसिलिटीज हर हिंदुस्तानी को प्रोवाइड करनी है। और एक लाइफस्टाइल सुधारना है सब लोगों का बेसिक्स क्लियर करना है पहले ताकि हम एक एडवांस वर्जन में जा सके जब तक आपके बेसिक्स क्लियर नहीं आप एडवांस वर्जन में नहीं जा सकते आप बीजेपी की आइडियोलॉजी के बारे में अगर सोच करके देखेंगे तो उनकी आइडियोलॉजी क्या उनको एक मिशन मोड में रखे हुए और अगर मिशन है उनके पास तो क्या मिशन है कहां क्या वो कहीं लेकर के जा सकता है आपके कंट्री को या आपके लोगों को हम आज के दिन में जिस मिशन पर हैं वो कहीं पर लेकर के जा सकता है तो मुझे वो टारगेट मुझे सुकून देता है कि हां मैं जो काम कर रहा हूं वो एक बेटर डायरेक्शन में कर रहा हूं और इसलिए वो झील रहती है कांग्रेस के बारे में के है so, यही वजह है कि वो सारी चीजों the आउटसोर्स करना चाहते बात आपने, uh, मैं, uh, like to say uh, that the uh, party is not going to be able to reject the pollster. So,
0: this is why I have to say that I have to say that I have to say that I have that to I that I he has a PhD in Agriculture Policy and Rural Marketing, and he's ex-IPAC. Uh, he wanted to say something, Vikas, welcome on board. Uh, before I unmute you, I would say that this is not a TV debate. It's a sambhad, it's a conversation we have. And the whole idea is to have a civil conversation on certain ideas, uh, certain issues at hand. So um, please speak for next three minutes, put your point across,
4: and then I'm going to go back to my panelists, Vikasji. Thank you. Uh I am travelling. Am I audible to you, Kartikeyan? Yes, you are audible to uh, okay.
0: everyone. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, Kapil, uh, sorry, Anurag ji ने जो बात कही कि एक strong message और एक strong messenger होना चाहिए। one part of political consultancy इन्होंने बोला है। इससे तैमत नहीं हूँ। मुझे लगता है कि ज़्यादा बड़ी चीज़ ये है कि voter क्या कहना चाहता है उसको सुनना। a political consultant का बड़ा काम wo hai so a diktar political consultants johote hai am I Audible? Yes, you are audible. Okay, please continue. So basic काम ये है कि you listen to people and then frame your communication or message or whatever you say. Uh so that is one part of it. Second there is a very interesting book called the american voter So, americanization is raha hai professor ashwini nil ne uh, i agree with him ki ideologically withering. And rahi hai aur idol worshiping हम, ideologies ki bajaye hum idol ki taraf bjp yahan aadmi party ko aap abhi matlab dekh sakte they ...fabricate their campaign around one person and then they go about it. And below this, the Sarpanch and the Municipal Corporation ke election has reached that point. So basically, there is a difference. There are presidential elections in that way. And these are the things. But the point I wanted to keep my mind is that it is not ab- only about message and mes- messenger it is more about listening to people so abhi, technology or uh, like uh, data uh, big data ke through hum log kya kar sakte hain ki we can listen to people and then create our manifesto and then create our uh, matlab uh, jo sari cheeze hain wo hum discussion usi cheez pe leke ja sakte hai, communication ko okay jis okay. Baat, yeah. Anura, just last 10 seconds mm-hmm and then
0: i'll
4: take your time you can conclude okay yeah hmm. so I ye bol raha ki last take cheez anuraj ji boli of course he's from art now so unhone bola ki congress ka jo jo banda aaya to 2015 में आम पार्टी के साथ भी काम करके गया है. so we should not when we are having a good discussion we should not you know throw uh, mud at parties when the discussion is going on, like, like, uh, uh, political... Look,
2: I want
0: to look at it, Vikas, no one has do this, he said it in his words, he said it in his words, the big thing I could understand was this, that Congress party's message and messaging is weak, and there are no two Congress point Vikasji, ji because me this
4: to wait now i am traveling i may be uh, not able to speak i will listen quietly. So, but a bit. that's absolutely
0: okay Vikasji. because you. you know you uh, you put in a request for me uh, to me uh, and i allowed you to participate in the discussion so that's perfect uh, I, I think you made your point so now uh, Professor Ashwini Kumar, you heard both the sides, and this is the reason why I got Anurag and allowed Vikas to say. And the reason was that you know this, you know, it gives you a sort of a uh, sort of a uh, spot insight, you know, uh, insight as to what people feel when they become part of the political organization. So, in this context, do you feel that political consultants also somehow impact the democratic processes of a party? election आ, exercise आ, it gets restricted to a company and their advice. Yes, sir, did you have my question, Yeah, yeah I, did, I did, I did, I did. I'm coming back जाओती? to that. I, I
1: think you know, you know, we are students of you know politics in India and also globally. You know, I lived in Oklahoma and Texas. I have my own American experience, you know campaigning experience, you know experience, I guess my fellow colleagues here and people who are coming here, yeah uh, so those who are coming uh, and talking and giving sense of what's happening here, so when I started reflecting on consultants, then I was in little intrigued I was trying to look at you know uh, more uh, more less horizontally and more historically you know. Look at you know in, in in democracy, elections are not everything. But unfortunately, elections have become and I've written and mentioned the only gateway to political power. So look at you know where the Jakarta and movement is coming. So you know young boy going up the AP movement, going through the Mandal movements, uh, and also look at you know Mandir and the market uh, you know with, uh, you know in the country. So my sense is here, what is happening? You Where know, consultants are coming from, true, I mean like uh, in some sense uh, for two Americanization, but in some sense, there is something uniquely Indian you know sense of understanding politics here. so consultants have come, but at the same time, you know the consultants are also responding to a larger crisis in the party system here. Most of the parties I repeatedly mention here that they have become personalized. Personalized and uh, you know dynastic. You know what my consort colleague in New York says. You know democratic dynasty. So look at how weakly uh, parties are organized, and they have to win elections. The incentives to go to elections yet? The incentives uh, are not enough for politicians. You know. To go to the elections and, and win elections because parties are not available here. I mean, like I remember M- Maren Wiener, you know, referring uh, to, you know, the, the very loss and disintegration of the Congress party, more in terms of the organization, you know.
0: So the. Uh, Rahul, I think uh, Mr. Kumar has, uh, uh, as a connection problem, I we'll connect him again. Uh, listening to uh, uh... Professor Kumar, you know, I personally feel that when we talk about political consultants, uh, it is also a reflection of the fact that elections have become more complex, and uh, the sort of uh, the HR which is required, uh, political parties do not keep them on a year-to-year basis; they outsource them. Is it correct, Rahul?
2: Hi, Karthike. Uh, So uh, let me uh, sort of come back on some of the questions and especially the one you asked. I think, see,
5: uh,
2: first, I disagree with a couple of points and I think those are background conditions, uh, but it's not the explanatory factors on why we are seeing political consultants coming in. So, for example, uh, uh, Indian political parties are personalized and dynastic. Is that the reason consultants are coming? What? How would we then explain uh, consultants in the United States for Republicans and Democrats? Those are not personalized parties. Similarly, are we seeing an end of ideology? Is Are we going through a period of de-ideologication of politics? I don't think if that was the reason, then we were not talking about uh, polarization that's happening in our politics and in politics everywhere. Right? So... Both those, uh, I I think, in fact, there is greater uh, partisan uh, polarization that's taking place. Uh, uh, And also what I I think uh, is that it's not the weakness and deinstitutionalization of parties uh, that is leading to uh, political consultants coming in. All I'm saying, they were always there. Basically, that section is getting now more professionalized think of businesses in 1950s and 60s you didn't have a a pwc or eny and kpmg uh, doing external consultancy you had more localized way of running businesses and uh, 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 markets and once the like any system which starts maturing it also becomes more complex to handle and you need external feedback see not just today's discussion, but the discussion on political consultancy in India is getting basically like Prashant Kishore sort of like, uh, you know, becomes this figure which, which dominates the uh, uh, sort of like the way we want to understand professionalization of pol- uh, political, uh, professionalization of politics and political consultancy. For a moment, if you remove Prashant Kishore then all like the other actors are generally behind the scene. They are hardly seen on television uh, uh, or or anywhere. You hardly know their names. And political parties just don't hire one person or one consultant. They basically, if they have resources, they consult multiple uh, agencies at the same time. So what you are doing, you are basically creating external feedback mechanisms uh, to design your election campaigns. And it's not that. Uh, these political consultants, and you will see in next five years that these are not going to be political consultants who would suddenly mushroom at the time of election, but they will also start helping parties that win or lose run the government for next five years. And so that's why I think slowly over a period of time you would see greater integration between political consultants and political parties. They will parties will slowly become more professionalized. So parties are also becoming professionalized. Think of this like eight or 10 years back, uh, uh, anyone who was running parties' social media uh, campaign was just a normal party worker. Now parties are hiring uh, people who can do PR and who do social media, and they must be, like they're not treated as normal karikarta, uh, 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 no salary and all. Now parties are also staffing HR, which will get salaries, and sometimes salaries, uh, which will be equivalent to what you and I uh, get in our organizations, right? So all of this is also part So So think of this as from the professionalization of politics framework. They will not be able to remain uh, uh, external to the party for a very, very long period of time. Uh, That is basically a very unsustainable system.
0: Okay. Uh, Before I uh, go back to Anirag and Professor Ashwini... Uh,
2: I, before I come I'm back: back here. Here. yeah, I'm back here.
1: I'm
0: back here. Okay. give me a minute. you know, there's one more request I would like to take uh, and uh, I'm sorry if I mispronounce the name, I'm joined by Thomas Martelli, who's an ethnographer in political science and sociology with focus on South Asia and head researcher at CSH Delhi. So uh, please unmute yourself uh, and my only request is that uh, take your two minutes, put a point forward if there is a question put it there and let the conversation run.
5: Uh, am I audible? Yeah, you are okay. audible. Wonderful, wonderful. So uh, thank you for just letting me ask uh, my question to Professor Ashwini Kumar and Rahul and uh, Anuraganda, of course. Uh, the question is uh, basically about whether we, we want to reconsider the extent to which the Americanization of political consultancy is, is in place in India and uh, consider for a minute the possibility that is actually a a double move on one side, Americanization, and on the other side, a form of vernacularization of political consultancies Um, for many reasons. One that we see as compared to American models, um, consultants, political consultancy is more on the ground rather than data-centric. It doesn't rely on volunteers like in the U.S., but it relies on paid worker uh, to tackle the complexity of the diversity of uh, of elections and the variety uh, from constituency to constituency. There is also a clear ambiguity that is not seen in the U.S. and other and other Western cases between consultancy and politics. And role was pointing it out. Is uh, Prashant kishore a politician, or is it always your consultant? You have a personalization of consultancy, uh, 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 while you have a fast, faceless consultancy world in in the US and other places. Um, also, what you can see in the US and, and 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 other countries is that consultancy is much more special. It's much more generalist. Uh, you have um, companies who, who are consultants uh, for businesses and consultants for politicians, and they, have, they, they, address, they address the entire spectrum. So our consultancy in India is extremely specialised. Uh, we can also see that uh, political consultancy in India creates parallel structures to political parties rather than penetrating the parties themselves, which again is a big difference when you, when you look at the American models. And there's also a question question mark on the extent to which these political consultancy agencies are intervening. Um, They are definitely overstepping as compared to other models by giving tickets, poaching, distributing welfare, etc., etc. So there is a lot of food for thought, I think, in in looking at the tension between the Americanization and the vernacularization model. And then as a last, maybe small point when we look at the way uh, the way those consultancy impact democracy, we can very simply say that the price of election have become extremely high, and all the biases that we saw in terms of shortcuts, uh, cognitive shortcuts in terms of access the electorate have been reinforced. Such as caste, um, the the logation is happening at even more acute uh, levels. So I mean. Just, just few, just few impression here and a question regarding this vernacular, vernacularization versus uh, uh trajectory of political consultancy.
0: Okay, I think, uh, Professor, that was the question to you. Professor Kumar, uh, Kartike, Kartike, yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 I'm here, Kartike. No, I'm, I'm quite amused, you know, because see, uh, my, um, I have a contrary take, you know, a. Uh, I think there is some myth about uh, you know in the historical sense about uh, I, I guess you know I'm I'm just uh, Rahul also uh, I, I don't think 50s and 60s there were political consultants you know I remember Harry Blair visiting Bihar and he makes it very clear in his ethnographic notes 1967 election and he's traveling through Bihar and he's telling us that look you know I met these politicians. And you don't have to tell them the census data. They know everything about the caste. They everything about the caste. So I think, uh, you know, we need to understand, you know, why this consultant, you know, Prashant Kisori is certainly, I mean, like the focus of the talk today and the focus of a new political imaginary. I mean, that's, that's my, my, you know, my, 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 my worry also. I mean, like how, you know, he becomes the focus of our political imagination today. So uh, and and going back to you know uh, what is the incentive for you know political parties to invest into building bottom up political organization? Look at the success of AAP, you know. And I'm not talking directly to the AAP colleague here, but you know AAP, you know, transformed from a civil society movement into a successful political party. I think for a political scientist and sociologist. It's a miracle, you know. And let's not forget, uh, you know, the miracle in Dalit politics in India. The, Dalit, po- you know, politics today has become salient in the in Indian politics, not because of political consultant, because of the Kashi Ram's uh, ideological con- commitment, conviction, and the ability to build the party from the scratch, from the grassroots, and through these karikartas. You know, karikarta sounds like uh, Hindutva, you know, metaphor these, these days. But in every political party, including left party, even the right wing party, you know, from the villages, you go to the villages, and now I'm told that, uh, I don't want to name the consultants, they are going, they are taking away, I'm on this campus, my students are joining these consulting houses and consulting firms, and they are doing what we teach them in the evaluation class, focus group methodology. So they are doing focus group. In the past, still in the panchayat elections, uh, look at they don't need the political consultants, I mean, like you look at you know district level uh, elections, you know all kinds India is a perpetual democracy. Elections are happening all the time, but these consultants who are coming you know in this space because political parties themselves find less incentives into investing electoral infrastructure in terms of the party organization. On the contrary, if you look at Latin American evidence you know. Uh, and we can tell you from Brazil, you know, Brazil is a success story in terms of, uh, you know, movement away from clientelistic politics to programmatic politics. And one of the ways they have done through investing into building party organization. So I want to just remind my colleagues here that investing into party organization is the primary and perhaps the most important fundamental aspect of building the infrastructure of democracy from ground up. And these are like, you know, uh, from the top, these, these are what I call, uh, on a lighter note, parachuting, you know. These parachuting methodologies are, ex- are generating perverse consequences for participatory democracy, citizenship-based democracy, you know, and both ways, you know. And I look at, you know, I, I don't want to shock my audience here because BJP today is successful not because BJP is BJP a political party. BJP comes from a oh, you know a kind of a movement you know Hindutva movement going back to 1925 the Sang movement so that's important It you was know, something that I guess our uh, you know colleagues are learning also and that's why they are talking about mission mode mission mode unfortunately is a governmentality term you know is a managerial term is fixing uh, our political ideas in terms of deliverables, you know rather than ideological commitment or building you know organization so what I'm suggesting What I can see that the second, you know, like shift, a big shift, uh, you know, a system-defining shift that's happening in India, there will be more and more focus on, you know, uh, uh, consultants at the same time. But also, and I have noted it and mentioned that, uh, you know, there will be ground up, uh, you know, political, and there are smaller, you know, new parties, if you look at in India, uh, the, the Jayabhim Sena and others, you know, and these are still, you know, kind of, you know, mobilizing in terms of civil society energies, intensities, uh, and building up uh, from the ground up. You know, unfortunately, the farmers' movement, and I have mentioned it uh, that where these, you know, consultants coming up because the conventional ways of mobilizing is student politics. I have closely uh, worked with the student politics as a student myself. Got elected.
0: In May this I you a, 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 a question? Mm. May I ask you a question yes. on a point which you made a minute back? I'm sorry I'm stopping you here. You, yes, you, yes, spoke, you spoke about importance of organization and yeah. your reference was Kanshi Ram. He He set up the organization from grassroots. Is this, is this phenomenon of consultant happening because Indian political parties have become undemocratic in nature, whereby they are unable to receive uh, ground inputs from their workers and hence when election comes you require outside mechanism to feed them at what is real
1: yes very true i i guess this is where you know i started out my discussion today that what i see here you know the perverse consequences and what will do long lasting what huntington called you know political decay that would happen you know when when and um, when the party organizations and if it becomes still i mean look fortunately you know, you look at uh, in the regional context, in the sub-national context, DMK is still very strong. CPM is very strong in terms of the party in Kerala. Shivshan and I live in Mumbai, very strong. Uh, You know, they have their cell systems. So not all parties are experiencing the similar political decay in terms of the redundancy of the organization. So my sense is that these consultants, these consultants are extremely, uh, you know, uh, I would say uh, you know difficult propositions because you also look at you know and that's where uh, you know I mentioned in in my conversation with the Hindu that generally political scientists are offended by the rise of political consent Why there are two reasons? A, political contention by temperament, and by instinct. You know, once you hire them, they start setting your electoral agenda. They are not just hired political managers, you know, they are not just hired, you know, what my colleagues are referring to, you know, uh, a delivery boy or pizza delivery boy. Uh, Sorry, I'm using uh, this phrase for my uh, friends who work with the consultancy firms. But these are, you know, pizza delivery boys, you know, because these guys are setting, you know, attempt to set the electoral agenda. That's what Congress, uh, you know, fortunately did not buy that, uh, you know, pizza and went their own way. Secondly, they have a tendency to bulldoze the internal structure of democratic competition within the party. Let's not forget that the parties have their own internal mechanisms of selecting candidates, you know. Based on the feedback, whatever you receive, if you start selecting candidates without listening to MPs and MLAs, you can imagine the consequences. And third, karthike which we have not debated, and that's very important to debate, is that all consultants, they are not PwC, they are PwC is licensed. But all these consultants in India, the market is extremely unregulated. And, and this, there is a shady space, you know, like, uh, you know, underworld space of political economy. So I think maybe, you know, time has come. We need to regulate that space. You
0: know. yeah, ne, uh, yeah, baat boli. Uh, but before I go to Rahul, uh... On an issue which I've raised, but I think Anrak Dhanda can come in here and explain us two things. You spoke about RSS, you spoke about Kanshiram. Kanshiram and Sangh is Sanghatan. ne Sangathan have been in jis party, you chale gaye in this party, you have been in volunteer. Hai. Wo कर है मैं चाहता हूं कि इससे पहले में बाकी सवाल पहंचू पलिटिकल कंसेंटटेंस और पार्टी डानेमिक्स पर यह बहुत महत्पूर्ण की वॉलेंंटियर का फिनोमिना क्या है क्योंकि हमारे देश में बहुत साल बात दे हो रहा है 25 से 30 साल बात कि्यों वॉलेंटियस बन के जॉइन कर रहे हैं
3: नहीं बिल्कुल tell जो आपने सवाल पूछा उसका भी मैं I देना चाहूँगा और मेरा लाइन ऑफ़ थॉट जो that दो तीन बातों पे चर्चा हुई उन पे मेरा लाइन I थॉट थोड़ा सा अलग I कहा गया you that I will tell 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 that ऑर्गेनाइजेशन का और कोई काम नहीं होता इसका मतलब अपने आप में ये है कि अगर आपको ये कंसल्टेंट हायर करना पड़ रहा है इस चीज के लिए कि आप उनसे सेंस समझ सकें कि पब्लिक क्या सोच रही है और उसके अकॉर्डिंग अपना मैसेज बना सकें उसका अपने आप में मतलब ये है कि आपका ऑर्गेनाइजेशन बहुत वीक हो गया � इनके अंदर अपने are होते हैं in अंदर अपने are होते थे पहले internal structure सब लोग इंटरनल स्ट्रक्चर का हिस्सा होते थे जिनको आज हम बाहर से हायर करते हैं कंसलटेंट्स को ये सभी पॉलिटिकल पार्टीज़ में हमेशा से रहे हैं और वो अंदर बैठ के strategy. का हिस्सा are weakness, उस पार्टी political parties, रहे हैं आज के दिन as the same आ गई है या ऐसे लोग as पॉलिटिकल पार्टीज को the नहीं करना चाहते इसलिए बाहर से कंसलटेंट्स को हायर किया जाता है मेरा अपना मानना यह है कि साइंटिफिक प्रोसेस uh, के लिए या साइंटिफिक या लॉजिस्टिक हेल्प के लिए अगर आप को करते हैं 5 10% ऑफ योर कंप्लीट प्रोसेस ऑफ इलेक्टोरल प्रोसेस और ऑर्गेनाइजेशन का अगर 5 10% आपका कंसलटेंट है दैट acceptable. Because क्योंकि आप वहां पर लॉजिस्टिक हेल्प ले रहे हैं आप वहां पर तो वो तो एक्सेप्टेबल है लेकिन अगर कोई आपकी पार्टी पर हावी हो जाए जैसा अभी अश्विनी ने भी कहा कि आ, आ, कि पूरे के पूरे ऑर्गेनाइजेशन को चलाने की कोशिश करें कंसल्टेंट तो वैसा नहीं हो सकता मुझे एक रीसेंट इंटरव्यू ध्यान आता है प्रशांत किशोर का यहाँ पर बार बार जिक्र हो रहा है मुझे एक रीस 2014 में बीजेपी जब उस सरकार में जब आई वो आपके लिए सबसे बड़ा मोमेंट था या वेस्ट बंगाल में आपने बीजेपी को हरा दिया वो आपके लिए सबसे बड़ा मोमेंट था प्रशांत किशोर सेट कि 2017 में हमने पंजाब में आम आदमी पार्टी को रोक दिया वो हमारे लिए सबसे बड़ा मोमेंट था तो प्रशांत किशोर को भी ये लगा कि पंजाब में आह uh, मैसेज हमारे पास था जिस तरीके का कैंपेन हमारे पास था जिस तरीके की तैयारी आमाद भी पार्टी के पास थी उसको रोकना सबसे बड़ा टास्क था 2014 का इलेक्शन भी नहीं और 2000 अभी जो वेस्ट बंगाल का इलेक्शन हुआ वो भी बड़ा टास्क नहीं था उसके लिए तो मुझे लगता है कि आपने सारे लॉजिस्� uh satta mein the aur political party ko rokne ke liye aapko system lagana pada or aapki sabse badi uplabdhi yahi hai ki humne usko rok to mujhe lagta hai ki do hi important hoti hain aur ye main sirf ye bhi kehne ki ki ye election ke lihaz se hum baat kar rahe election ke lihaz se baat message or messenger ka matlab apne aap mein history mein dekhte hue aaye hain bade log उनको इंडिविजुअल के तौर पे नहीं समझना चाहिए आज के दिन में ये कहा जाता है कि फेसेस की फाइट हो गई है कि इंडिया में फेसेस की फाइट हो गई है जब फेस एक लेवल से बड़ा हो जाता है तो वो आइडियोलॉजी बन जाता है वो पहचान बन जाता है कुछ विचारों की आप जिसमें आप पूरी हिस्ट्री उठा करके के देखेंगे तो कुछ तो मुझे इसमें कुछ गलत नहीं लगता है अंटेल unless कि वो कोई भी फेस अगर एक विचार बन जाता और उस फेस के सामने आता ही लोगों को लगता है कि हां हम इस आइडिया के बारे में सोच रहे हैं हां हम इस आइडियोलॉजी के बारे में सोच रहे हैं इस व्यक्ति की अगर बात कर रहे हैं तो तो इसमें कुछ भी गलत नहीं है जहां तक आपने जो मुझसे
0: like, for example, RSS is known by organizing its cadre around a concept called shakha. It's an age-old concept. In last 25 years, the volunteer phenomena of Ahmadni is something very new. Now, this sort of volunteer work was seen when emergency was imposed and people joined... Uh, Janta Party or worked for the various social pa- socialist parties underground, overground so that democracy can be restored in India this exactly. volunteerism was uh, unraith existed when India was colonized by British people volunteered and became part of the congress I am saying this volunteer phenomena from urban area is something very up. I want you to tell something about it in a Sanskrit form that is
3: what it is Exactly. Main isi cheez par tha. Uh, when I talk about organization, I'm talking about all these volunteers who are selflessly working for an idea to be implemented. वो उनको सेटिस्फैक्शन देता है वो इन ये वॉलंटियर्स हम किसलिए बनते हैं ये अन्ना आंदोलन से मूवमेंट पूरा का पूरा शुरू हुआ था तो सब लोग सड़क पे क्यों जाते थे अपना जॉब करने के बाद वो लोग सड़क पे आते थे प्रोटेस्ट करने के लिए क्यों आते थे वो इसलिए आते थे कि उनको एक होलनेस नजर आती थी और वो उसको फिल करने की कोशिश करते थे यूथ ऑलवेज हमारी पूरी एक गैप है उसके बीच में तो यूथ उसको खुद फिल करने की कोशिश करता है एंड दैट्स वेयर वॉलंटियर्स कम इनटू पिक्चर तो आम आदमी पार्टी में आज के दिन में जिस दिन से आम आदमी पार्टी बनी है और आज तक अगर आप देखें तो आज भी हमारे यहां पर हजारों की तादाद में वॉलंटियर्स काम करते हैं और वो इसलिए काम करते हैं क्योंकि उनको लगता है कि जो पार्टी है इसके पास जो मैसेज उसको इंप्लीमेंट uh, कर सकते हैं और एक्चुअल में वॉलंटियर अपना मैसेज कन्वे कर रहा होता है अपनी सेटिस्फेक्शन कर रहा होता है अपनी महत्वाकांक्षाओं को पूरा करने की कोशिश कर रहा होता है और वो उसके जरिए वॉलंटियर बनके उसको इंप्लीमेंट करवाने की कोशिश करता है so, I think that the volunteer term टर्म है वो सिर्फ यही है कि dissatisfaction. The change in जो political scenario, में country, है, surrounding, चीज आप who जो आप चाहते हैं पॉलिटिकल सिनेरियो implement या and में या अपने सराउंडिंग में वो आप volunteer करने का आपको to मौका मिले और एक think that मिले efforts put in the sense of the sense so do you hire do you think that The system
0: Rahul, do you think that this network of volunteer uh, is a way uh, in which political parties can have a dom- democratic impulse which dies with the hiring of consultants six months before the election because everything gets centralized, decision-making, uh, conversation, picking of candidates, choice of messaging, people who become the messaging themselves.
2: Rahul? Hi, Khartikey. I think, see, uh, uh, again, We like I don't think consultants are that important in the political system, at least in India as of now. If you remove Prashant Kishore from the equation, uh, half of those consultants might not be even getting their full payment after the election. And you're talking about that they're changing the whole structure of how elections and politics is uh, conducted. I I think uh, we are giving too much weight, uh, at least as of now, what they bring to the table and what they manage to achieve. Uh, Parties at the end of the day remain... Uh, an organization which basically like some of them are clear in their ideological visions some at the moment might be lost some might have electoral math on the ground some might not have some might have uh, uh, leaders and faces who are more recognizable and have more resonance and I completely agree with Anurag's point at the end of the day uh, leaders are not just faces, but they are also embodiment of ideas. Whenever you think of any big leader or transformative leader, you also associate certain messages uh, that are associated with uh, them. Uh, is political volunteering uh, uh, on decline compared to the past? Yes, that's true. And that's true for all parts of the world, right? Uh, a political scientists, and Ashwini sir can correct me if I'm wrong, since 1980s have been writing about both the depoliticization as well as parties on decline. So across the board, uh, across the globe, what we have been seeing is that there is a decline in membership of political parties, right? So all these phenomena are global. It's not something unique to India. And I think on a couple of points, and I may have not been very clear when I said uh, political consultants have always been there. See, their shape and form has definitely changed uh but what i meant when i say political consultants have always been there is that like like political consultants in some ways basically trying to aggregate things power brokers fixers uh those people at the local level or in parties have always existed what you what we are seeing is basically uh now external uh sort of like players coming in and i also envision that going forward uh like basically, this external consultancy for a long period of time is not a stable system. You would see that political parties are going to co opt them uh slowly and and slowly and one more point, I think John Thomas and his questions were absolutely like I, I I completely agree with him perhaps uh we are going to overboard also with calling our system becoming uh too Americanized. There are elements which are unique to India and those uh, uh, features because of the systemic nature will, uh, uh, remain, uh, different.
0: And lastly, uh, Professor Kumar, sometimes people have the opinion that the consultants are the real antidote to the organisation. You have been saying they are, they they, uh, they they are not the uh, alternative. That's I think that's the correct word. They are not an alternative to the organisation. But more more and more regional parties are using PR and consultant firms rather than working on organisation and democratising their cadre structure. That's especially true, especially in India.
1: Yeah, Karthik, you know, one of the reasons if you look at India, I guess uh, my colleagues are aware here that India has gone different phases and modes of democratic upsurge. You know, this is very uniquely Indian experience, you know, compared to Western or American experience, you know. Uh, here, here, if you look at poor are voting more, Dalits are voting more, OBC voting more. Women are, you know, look at Nitish Kumar's victory attributed to the, you know, uh, women's large turnout. So India is is certainly, you know, what I call McDonald's digestion of Indian politics uh, is that we limited. But let's not ignore the fact that, uh, you know, since 1991 until 2020, uh, you know, two elections, you know, I'm aggregating both national elections and regional elections. Indian elections have become more competitive and more volatile. I'm sure Rahul you know, keeps tracking election data. So he would, and perhaps Yogendra Bhai has done far more seminal works on how Indian politics has become more competitive and at the same time more volatile. So look at the you know, turnover of you know, incumbents and also the challenges, you know, where the chagan is coming from. Reddy's success is attributed to the strategies devised by, you know, Prasanth Kishore. He himself, I'm told, that uh, going for padyatra And I mentioned elsewhere that for Prasanth Kishore, it's very important that he should, you know, transition from fox to hedgehog. It's very interesting on the lighter note, because if you are not a hedgehog, Gandhi was a hedgehog. L- let me remind my colleagues here, Gandhi was not a fox. Gandhi was a hedgehog. Uh, Martin Luther was a hedgehog, uh, you know, uh, Kasi Ram was a hedgehog. Uh, so I think uh, uh, from that point of view, uh, uh, sooner or later, uh, it's, it's very important to recognize uh, that there will be a distinct uh, component of what I call campaign industry. So that campaign industry has... Are you saying, um, are you
0: saying uh, traditional electioneering in India is dead? Say it again. I couldn't hear you. Are you saying traditional electioneering in India is dead?
1: Yeah, I'm. In in some sense, in some sense, you know, I guess it's not dead. It's not dead because uh, when I travel across the districts and go down, in fact, covering panchayat elections and other elections, you know, local elections, uh, still elections are mobilized. You know, I I guess uh, because of the you know the way the media have taken over. Our imagination, political imagination—you know this continuous twenty-four by seven bombardment of images. You know my political scientist colleagues call it—you know all the politics of alternative facts. You know, so you saw Rajiv, Rahul Gandhi—you know—parting at Kathmandu, and it becomes important for—you know—politics. But on the other hand, of the radar, of the radar, to a large extent, Indian politics. Is being organized around conventional mechanisms, you know. There are farmers, there are peasants, there are working class groups, you know. So there are mill workers. All kinds of things are happening. There are women groups, you know. There are women groups being mobilized conventionally. I'm sure that these consultants themselves have no idea how at different levels, sub-national level and, and the district level and panchayat levels, these politics are being played. So that way india is responding quite differently you know to the challenges of uh, rise of what i call alpha dog you know rise of depoliticized corporate culture managing campaigns and managing uh, you know elections you know that's the limited part of the story so i agree with my colleagues that uh, you know let's not uh, you know overdo that but at the same time let's not ignore the fact that consultants has come to stay with us That's
0: important. I think on this uh, note, I would like to uh, end this conversation. And for me, there are three takeaways. One is that, yes, uh, we can see that some of the political parties are not actually grounded uh, very firmly in ideology. And the word post-ideological democracy has been used. But there are two political parties rooted in movement. And both are social political in nature like BJP is social political and now ARP has become second social political and congress has remained only political it is for this reason is number three and lastly I think uh, the takeaway for me is that to, because of new technologies consultants have come because it, there's a specialized knowledge which is involved and because of lack of open decision making uh, Indian political parties becoming undemocratic in nature. It becomes easier for the top leadership to outsource companies for so that they can work around the elections and uh, so that their political system remains stable, they can continue to be in power and large body of leaders and people at various levels need not to be involved. But this is, uh, I, I would say... Uh, Uh, side effect of the so-called rise of uh, political consultants and sort of weight they enjoy in political parties. So thank you all of you for uh, uh, joining this On Point. Uh, We'll come back with another idea, uh, uh, another um, uh, set of panelists uh, for our discussion. Uh, Depending on the news, it can be foreign affairs, political or even literary. Uh, Thank you all of you for uh, joining me. Thank you.